0: Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Linaway, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's Rachel Linaway here, and I'm so delighted to bring to the show another friend of mine who has been on a repeat guest. So Tabitha Deller is with me today, and she is definitely a favorite to so many women, but she's a repeat guest of mine. So Tabitha, I am so delighted you are here. Welcome to The Real Deal. And you're also on video this time, which is a good thing.
1: I'm so delighted to see your beautiful face. It is so good. To be with you, Rachel, always, always, always. I love our conversation. So thank you for having me on the I'm so delighted.
0: You know, we actually just need to catch up a little bit and we'll just have to bring the people along with us because we, (laughs) I don't care where this goes, but we need to hear, see each other's face and talk a little bit on the phone. So I am going to do that, Tabitha. I'm going to catch up a little bit today. I want you to tell us about your new project near the Advent devotional that you wrote. I'm just celebrating you in that. And I believe we're going to launch this at a time that will be helpful to people and also. They won't be scrambling at Advent, but they already have a copy of Near in their hands. But you know how the podcast starts, so I just want you to go through these little things as fast as you can, rapid fire, because some people aren't even aware of season one or season three when you were on before. So Tabitha Deller, I'm going to tell just a little bit about you real quick, and then I'm going to rapid fire. But I just want to honor you. You're just a really sweet friend. We have a common friend, but I love that our common friend, Lisa, shares friends, because that's how I got to know you. Yes, And Tabitha, I just got these things, a few little things from your website. She's a Southern girl, and she's from North Carolina, and she's lived in Pennsylvania for over half of her life. She's a graduate of Meredith College with a degree in, this is my favorite part, people, mathematics. My words speak drama, right, friend. is mathematics. That's, we'll go into that maybe. She met her husband in college. Uh, her life was transformed through Crew, which is Campus Crusade for Christ. Both you and I have that in common. She has four sons, Joshua and Caleb and Nathan and Isaac. And we also have something in common, and that is that Tabitha homeschooled her kids. So that's a homeschool family. She's passionate. What I love about Tabitha is she writes with alliteration. She writes with rhyme. She writes with meter. She writes with purpose and passion. And I just love that about you. That's not from the website, but I do love that about you. And she's written, Bible studies and just decided, I don't, I don't care if these aren't going to be published. I'll go to Kinko's and remember that first <laughs> podcast where we did, where you just were getting the word out because it yeah. was so important to you. She's written called, she's written brave and she's recently getting ready to um, release the new book near. So I'm so excited to have you here, but Tabitha, you can tell us a little more about yourself, but would you say rapid fire, your coffee tea person? I'm a coffee
1: person. Although I'm drinking tea right now. Isn't that funny? Well, you said your throat, so we got to talk about I that. Know. A little bit. I have a little chai here with me. So I do like both, but I'm definitely coffee. Okay. Dog, cat, either, neither. All the way dog. All the way dog.
0: Morning bird or night owl?
1: Morning. Okay. Would you consider
0: yourself uh, books or movies? Movies. Silence or music? Silence. Leaned in or laid back? Both. <laughs> You know, I do think it might have to do with your yeah, okay. Shower
1: or bath? Both. Shower mostly, but okay. I do love a, a nice soaking bath. Driver or passenger? Passenger. Would you like to eat at home or dine out? Both. Probably I would have to say dine out more the past couple of months. My husband has joked to his family that he that clean laundry has been sparse and hot meals have not been on the table. Well, and we'll get to why in just a second.
0: We'll get to why Tabitha is not somebody who would let those things like, okay, it used to mess people up. So I put it at the I buried it instead of the lead in one. Would you consider yourself an introvert or extrovert?
1: I'm an extrovert. Yeah,
0: I think so too. Okay, so you know that this podcast is called The Real Deal, and my dad was R.D. Richard Daney always just told us to be the real deal. And I have you on, Tabitha, not just because you're a speaker friend, a writer friend, a wonderful woman of the word, but because you're the real deal. I wouldn't have you on, honestly, if I didn't think you were the real deal or you weren't authentically who you are. But he really said that wood should be wooden and leather should be leather. And I just loved that. I felt like he was giving us permission to be who we are. And so is there a person in your life who is the a real deal you probably have more than one so don't feel nobody's slided in Tabitha's world if she doesn't mention you because she's got a heart for everyone she's gonna to want to list everybody but is there somebody that's a real deal and how's it affected you
1: um I I have to say my husband I just today um, wrote a quick social media post about him because he truly has and I know you feel this way about Michael so this is you know we have that kindred connection with our amazing men of God that God has blessed us with but he is truly the the real deal he is exactly the same um, you know if you talk to him on the phone if you meet him in person if you have an email exchange with him if he's parenting or he's being an engineer or he's being a husband he is truly what you see is what you get he is the real deal and i love the way he encourages me to be the real deal and that has been such an intimate part of this journey of writing books and putting thats such a vulnerable thing to put ourselves out there to the world. And he has encouraged me do not compromise who you are and who God has made you to be. Even if that looks different than this social media influencer or this author or this Bible teacher, you are Tabitha Deller and God has made you and created you for a plan and a purpose. And you are not to compromise how he's made you. So my husband is the real deal and he encourages me to be the real deal every single day. That
0: is so good. And I've met Steve and he is, he is the real deal. But what I love about what you just said, Tabitha, is just a second ago, we both were on here trying to make sure we had the right stuff set up. But I don't feel any different now that we're going live than I did a second ago. I mean, you know, you kind of get that, that spark of, Oh, here we go. But the, you're, you're the same on as off. And so that's neat about Steve. So I guess what I wanted to know today. As I had a few questions that I wrote down that I wanted to ask you, which is not how I typically run, but I wanted to ask you, what was it like growing up in your family of origin at Christmas time?
1: Okay, well, actually, that's a great question. And just to let your audience know, Rachel did not give me these questions ahead of time. No, this is how I we grow. Knew. So we are just, you know, off the cuff Ringin here. It. But um, it was really, really special, and I think that that is why – Christmas and Advent and um, that time of year has been so so special to me and so steeped in traditions because my parents loved that aspect and so my dad lost his dad when he was 14 years old so I never knew my grandfather and but I heard stories about him from my dad and one thing that my dad always emphasized was he's a, he was a family man and he loved. Christmas. He loved vacations. He loved traditions. And so I think that my dad just naturally did that for for my brother and I growing up. And then again, I have tried to do that in my own family as well. But Christmas was always so much fun. You know, have a a brother who's six years younger than I am, and we would have to wait until both of us were awake and wait at the top of the steps until we had gotten my parents up and they had the video camera and we could go down by the tree and, and open gifts really early in the morning. And we had, you know, a traditional Christmas brunch. And um, we would do the riding around and looking at the lights. And I remember very specifically one Christmas, I was in the cool teenager stage. And my dad (laughs) wanted to go look at lights. And we piled in our Astro van, really boxy van. And we were driving to go see these um, popular lights in our area. And we had to drive through this town um Benson was the name of the town, and it was known for a cruising town that's where all the the cool kids high school kids would cruise, like the main drag, yeah. so my dad is driving the big Astro van with my brother and I were in the back seat. And he rolls down the windows, and he's cranking the Elvis Christmas album. <laughs> and he is singing to the top of his lungs, I'll have a blue Christmas, while I am crouched down in the bottom hiding, because I don't want to see anybody that I know. So my dad was just, he's always singing and carrying on and um trying to embarrass me, pretty much. Um Yeah. So Christmas you know, was I didn't fun. Know that.
0: I didn't know that. I don't want to interrupt you, but we have so much footage before my dad died of every christmas with the guitar and him singing elvis's blue christmas oh. <laughs> i'm just like oh when you said that i'm this like and you know during the time where i had a difficult season with our daughter and she wasn't here i sang those i'll have a blue oh. christmas without you just totally different you know but i i love that and i love that you got to see the lights because as you talk about near you talk about it being um, that he came to bring life and light and love and legacy, which is such a Tabitha Deller anyway with oh, all yeah. the alliteration. But I, I do want to ask you one question before, because I want to go to near and have you tell us a little bit about it. But what I want more than just about it is I kind of want to know some shifts that were happening in you, Tabitha, because I think there's an advent of God in your heart mm-hmm. before there was an advent of you writing. Oh devotional. Exactly. Like yes. and, and I want to know that just personally, like what was going on in Tabitha? What were some shiftings yeah. before you wrote near? Because I believe the you that I know would be authentic to God had to draw you near before you would write near. And not that you were distant. I so don't hear what I'm not saying.
1: Rachel, but, um, have you have you read the foreword and the introduction to this book? Because <laughs> <no>. you basically <laughs> no, I'm telling That's you. Cool. Girl, Kindred connection. But yes, absolutely. You're 100% accurate. I love, like I said, family and traditions. And so every mom, when their kids are young, w- they want to create the special time at Christmas. Yeah. Time. You want to bake the cookies and watch the movies and do all the Christmassy things. And I love tradition. And so, yes, I part of that tradition was to find some meaningful um, advent devotional activity, craft resource that we could as a family walk through. And so, when the boys were little, so my boys now are 21, 19, 17, and 15. Um, and when they were little, you know, I wanted the most fun, extra, over the top things to do. Yeah, and you know how we can sometimes um, plan and prepare and think that we're creating this really meaningful, um, they're going to super spiritual. They're going to grow spiritually. They're going to have like this major connection with the Lord. And we think we're doing this for them. And it's in all of that stress and anxiety of creating this thing for my boys that I would totally lose and miss the meaning of the manger. I would totally miss what God had for me to impart and teach kids because I was a stress basket. I was trying to create this (laughs) perfect Advent experience, but I would miss the message of Christmas of Advent of what it's all about. And so, yes, God had to do something in my heart first before I could just let it go, breathe a, a, a deep breath and trust God with what it looks like each year. And we still, to this day, at their ages 15, 17, 19, and 21, do some form of Advent devotional together. We've done Jill and Stuart Briscoe's. Um, yeah, I remember when you were in going the through that. We will do, we've done all the Jotham's Journey books. We've yep. done in Foss Camp. We've done, I can't even recall them all, but we've done. You name it, we've probably done it. And so, as they've gotten older in summer and college, we've done the U version reading plan where we can read it together. We can comment on things back and forth. But the boys know that that's something we just don't miss. But instead of micromanaging everyone's experience, I've started trusting God that He would draw them near. That by the power of His Holy Spirit, by my prayers for them, that he would draw them near, that it's not mom. It's not Tabitha Deller. It's not my words that are going to do anything. And I say that all the time. And God is truly having me walk that out with this project. I always say, you know, my words will always fall short, but his word never returns void. Mm -hmm. My words are imperfect. They're going to have mistakes and messages. Some, they're going to rub people the wrong way. Some people don't like all the rhyming and the alliteration. They think that's for Dr. Seuss, not for a Bible study or devotional. Um, you know, I'm not going to please everyone with Amen. my words, but God doesn't want me to please everyone with my words. He wants me to point them to his word, Who and he wants me to encourage them to please him because he tells us in Galatians One ten. am I seeking the approval of men or of God? If I'm seeking the approval of men, I'm not a servant of Christ. So I had to let go of perfection, of the perfect Advent experience for my boys, of the perfect words that I was going to, you know, impart to everyone. I had to let go of that and trust God's nearness to impact people's lives, not me but
0: God. Yeah. And using you. I mean, the donkey, you know, carried Jesus, but it was still a donkey, right? I always say that to people. Um, What, what I love about that Tabitha is I I want you to tell me if you can think of a time, I'm just going to share one with you. I want to know, can you think of a time when you're planning or you're striving or you're wanting to micro, I'm going to use your words, micromanage, um, went south in your own house like you don't have to have like phrases that were oh, said yeah. or whatever but i do feel like there was one time i can't remember what the circumstance was but do you know roman um norman rockwell like yeah. The pictures yeah. Of everything? Oh, yeah i had in my mind this like i think i had like a pretty outfit on and the table was set and then something happened and um so it was just kind of a weird weird situation where it was like okay I am not getting this picture in my mind. It's not happening the way I thought it should happen. And I remember one Christmas, the kids were kind of little, I think, being in my bedroom crying because it didn't go the way I thought. Now, if seven hasn't happened all the time, but do you have an example, just because it's the real deal and I just want to
1: know if there is one. Oh, there are countless examples and I probably won't remember all the exact details, but I talk about in the introduction in near I talked yeah. about the first Advent devotional that I was a contributing writer for was um, published by Sacred Holidays, Becky Kaiser's um, or um, ministry, Sacred Holidays. And it was called He Is. And it, it concentrated on different attributes of God. And ironically, my attribute that I wrote about was his nearness. Mm-hmm. And so that year, 2016. So the boys were what age they are now. Yeah. I'm not going to do the math. Yeah. My minus six years. And so they weren't toddlers, but, you know, they weren't all the age they are now. And they're giddy, goofy, preteen, teenage boys. And I'm wanting to go through this family Advent devotional and do the activities and light the candles and pray the prayers and do all the things. Well, there were certain things that they had to do. Like, I, I, I remember the one night we were at the kitchen table and I think they were having to lead one another like um, like a trust walk. One was blindfolded and one had to leave one to illustrate the point of the devotional. And, you know, he was tugging at his brother. One was falling on the floor. I think a candle knocked over, almost (laughs) burned something down, you know, all of the things. And I'm wanting to pull my hair off. I'm like, you're not getting the point of the of the illustrated lesson that we're supposed to be getting. In fact, they got none of that. Right, and they right. got all of my like wrath and anger and just frustration with the moment, not going how I had wanted it to. And without fail, God always teaches me so much more than I think I'm going to teach yeah. kids. Because it's in those moments that and again, I'll I'll hearken back to my real deal husband. Yeah. He helps me so much to just say, breathe, Tabitha. They're boys. They're teenage boys. Like they're gathering to do this Advent devotional. Yes. Like, that's a win. And so I have to let go of that perfectionism. I have to trust the Holy Spirit, even in the trips and falls and candle spills and all the things that God <laughs> is working in their heart. So,
0: yeah, that's so good. You, you know, I, um, I love that you said that they gathered, they were already there with their heart and they drew near.
1: Yeah. Do you yeah. I mean they
0: drew near to you and they wanted to be with you and you wanted to be with them. And I think that is part of Advent and that's part of Emmanuel God with us. Right. And and then how do you get away from the one you contain? I love that phrase by Graham Cook, like the Holy Spirit lives in you. So I always say you're his mobile home. You know, you're mm-hmm. his glow in the dark one, you know, literally we can't get away from him, but they did come near. I want to ask you this though, because I was thinking about the ways that God prepares in advance. The things were to do, because you mentioned that you were a contributor on this particular mm-hmm. thing. And that was a way that God got you ready for yeah. the bigger book. And I, and I want you to reveal it. I want you to show it to us, yeah. and, but I, I was actually thinking about how years ago. And I, I guess I want to encourage anybody listening. I really do want to encourage you that there's a chance that you're being prepared for something right now mm-hmm. in the smallest way. And you don't even know that it is part of the bigger plant because we sometimes think, well, we have big dreams or whatever. I'm just going to give you this silly example. And Tabitha, this really happened. I got my microphone that I needed and um, the sound engineer at our church came over and he, He said, I really want you to have a good mic, but it'll also be directional. So you could have two or more people, but you're just going to narrate lily pads. And so then he came around and he goes, I would go into your closet because there's no road noise. There's no um, exterior wall. There's um, the clothes in it will make it kind of just be dampening the sound. So you just narrate your own lily pads and you sit in this chair and blah, blah, blah. And so I did that. Okay. My point in all of that is I was excited. I just had what I needed. But God prepared me for the real deal without me knowing it was going to be the real deal. And so here I am sitting in my colludio, my closet studio, same mic, same, not the same clothes hanging, but some of the same clothes, you know, and I believe God is so kind that there's sometimes a prophetic gesture of just starting yeah. and maybe you go get the mic. Maybe you go pull out a spiral notebook and start writing. Maybe you get a laptop, whatever it is, God was preparing you. So you do this devotional And you're a contributor. And if I read an email that you wrote to us, it really was a contributing one, but it wasn't a full-on book, right? Mm -hmm. But God used that. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. So explain how that rolls out and then show us or tell us anything, because I'm hoping to have this launch in time for people to order. Yeah. I mean, people can order right now. We know that. And I'm putting on social media. I'm so
1: proud of you, but people order and get this because Advent starts. Did you say uh, the 27th? November 27th, Advent starts. And, um, and this is a really cool aspect. i I told, you know, my prayer warriors and stuff in the email as well. But, um, I, when I started this project, which has been stirring in my heart for years and years and years, um, and for whatever reason this summer i I was trying to force a different project that I do believe is for the future, but it just wasn't coming together. It's an anthology, I need to do some interviews, and just things weren't fleshing out the way I had wanted to this summer and I kept thinking about advent and and some stirring some things that I had. Um, quickly done like a brain dump of just getting some ideas out. and, And that started flowing more and more when I would just think about that and work on that. And so I thought, well, I want to do a devotional, an Advent devotional, where we are reading the word along with these devotional thoughts. And I thought it would be through the Gospel of John. I love the Gospel of John. It's my favorite. I thought it's perfect for Christmas, for Advent. We're going to probably do John along with this Advent. So my pastor at the time this summer was going through a series, a 12-week series, 12 Ordinary Men, and he was talking about the disciples. And my husband and I were watching The Chosen along with his sermon series. And I was fascinated by Matthew, the disciple Matthew. And I was just fascinated by his personality and his um, precision and his attention to detail. So I was prompted to read the book of Matthew, all 28 chapters, and study it. And so I started that this summer and I knew by the end of the summer, this is the year to write the Advent devotional. We're going through the book of Matthew. And I looked on the calendar at that point and I was like, oh, Advent starts on Sunday, November 27th, because Christmas falls on Sunday, December 25th. And so Advent, the the period of Advent is exactly 28 days this year. Matthew has exactly. Oh, wow. Chapters. This is the mathematician part. And that like just all the things just started. And then that four week, that exact four weeks of so seven days per week to get, give you the 28 days. And then the, the life and the light and the love and the legacy all like just flowed. And as nice. I read that, Ma- as I read Matthew, these devotional thoughts, because, because we literally go chapter by chapter from okay. one to 28 and one through seven focuses on life, the gift of life that Jesus bring. Oh, okay. Um, Eight through 14 focuses on um, light and then 15 through 20, I can do this, through 21 focuses on love and then 22 through 28 focuses on him leaving a legacy for us to then pass on to future generations. And so should I reveal the book now?
0: I would love for you to reveal it.
1: Okay, but tell them actually what happened today
0: today didn't it arrive today yeah. and like we so, we literally yeah. just said hey let's get together and then we're yeah. like i'm like hey you know i want to put this on social media and then i'm like hey can you yeah. do a a podcast and can it also be this one that goes on video now and i just feel like once again, we think we're doing something, but God orders our
1: steps, and He prepares yes. in advance the things we're to do. So Absolutely. I want you to show it. I think it was just a couple of days ago, Rachel, that we were texting about potentially doing this today, and it wasn't up on Amazon. It right? Was partially, it was up, but it was said currently unavailable. It wasn't it had not finished its processing of uploading to Amazon. Right. And I was like, Lord, she needs it in time to go speak or something. Right. And I'm yes, like, Lord, yes. just a spirit
0: of acceleration. know, <laughs> so oh, that's brother. what
1: Rachel prayed. She did. She prayed for acceleration for it to happen quickly. And literally, as I listened to her um prayer that she voice texted me, I listened to it. I went to Amazon, I hit refresh and it was available to purchase. <laughs> my copies of uh, my, my author copies are on their way, but of course I hopped on Amazon, bought one at full price so I could get that prime shipping and it came today uh, and it was uh, waiting for me in the mailbox today woo! when I got home from co-op with my son. And so front and back and she's so beautiful. My books are she's because I have boys. Okay. Right. I am nervous.
0: So nice.
1: So there she is. She's here. Oh, I love. He's her. near, and she's here, and he is near, and he oh, yeah. is here. Emmanuel, God with us. And so I'm super, super excited. So it's it's a 28 day devotional. There are, um, like I said, the different themes for each week. There's a nice little checklist at the beginning of each week. Okay, here. Let me on. let me go closer. Okay. I can do this to so keep did. track of your reading. And then there's a journal page at the end of each devotional so that you can have that time with the Lord, because this is an adventure adventure mm-hmm. because God is going to reveal his nearness. um, I believe to every reader, not again, not through my words, but through his word and the gospel of Matthew is so rich. It's so rich. And it, because of Matthew's precision to detail, it's the um it's the book of the bible that's the most quoted of jesus's actual words mm-hmm. um he, matthew is so accurate and precise so you get jesus's words throughout you get his parables you get to see prophecies fulfilled you get to see the promises of god just come to life through the book of matthew and you get to experience his nearness because he came here to draw near to us, to bring us life, light, love, and to leave a legacy.
0: Oh my word, girl. That's so good. That's so good. I just celebrate you. I'm so thankful for you. And I believe on the other side of this, well, I want to pray for it too, but on the other side of it, this is somebody that, um, Maybe has always done something Advent. And then I'm also going to pray that this is something somebody's just going, I've never done this. Yeah. And we're going to gather my family, or I've never done this and I want to personally settle. I think it's easy for me um, to have those days be squandered away. Yeah. And I don't, God isn't only near when we're seated and our journal is open. I mean, I wrote, he speaks and I love for people to have their journal open and listen, but God's with me when I'm shopping. God's with me when I'm doing my, my Christmas baking. God is with me. He's in me. How can I not be with them? But I do believe there's something intentional that's about this book that is going to bless people. And for those who can't, Find a way to harness sort of some discipline to do it. You've done it for them by
1: formatting it, yeah. so that's really and, really and that's cool. another thing I wanted to share this as well. Um, as I was writing it, I kept trying to force Christmas in it. Okay, and there were different times I was like, "Oh, I should tell a personal story about this or that," or I was trying to make it more Christmassy. Then I believe God wanted it to be not that the Christmas and the the story of Christmas and Christ coming to us. Obviously, it is all about that. But this is a devotional that you can do any time of year. You don't do it during Advent. You could do it. You could get it for Christmas and you can do it throughout the month of January. It's a 28 day. It's a great monthly, month long devotional any time of year. And, you know, it's God's word is applicable and it doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today and and forever. And we can read his word, any portion of it at any part of the year, season of our life. Come on. And it is applicable to us and his Holy Spirit will work in and through his word to transform our lives. So while it is an Advent devotional, um, I, it can really be done at any point in the year. And I have a, a good friend of mine who actually did John Piper's, um, is it an indestructible joy? It's an Advent devotional. And she okay. said, I did it in June. It, she said it changed my life. I ended up doing it in June and it changed my life. That, that, that's
0: so yeah. good because she's really testifying to the fact that word is seed and seed will germinate it depending on the soil mm-hmm. right and so the soil like you know we know or the different soils are our hearts but it is it's got the same seed in it no matter what it is seed and it will bear fruit and it's just about the soil so it doesn't really matter the timing I do think it's wonderful that you got it available for people to actually do the adventure. Yeah during Advent. But like you said, it could be any time. And I would also say to people, you know, we can get sort of rulesy about things. And even when I wrote He Speaks, I said to people, you know, there's always been a choice to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil rather than from the tree of life. And we just don't need to be grabbing at things where, oh, We feel really good because we did every one of the 28 days. Okay, well, that's already from the tree of evil because it's good and evil. The very good thing that you do has an evil side, just like a coin has heads and tails, right? Right. Or you miss a day and you feel all sorts of condemnation. Well, then that's evil. Like you literally are free to do this and it's an experience and an adventure. You're just free to be near God and you don't have to be rulesy about it. And so I
1: just bless people to do it like that. I mean, I've thought, you know, it's 28 days. If you did one every other, if you did one every other week, you could make it last all year long. Right. You know, it's really, and that's what I love about God's word. Like you can go to it anytime, day or night, any season of your life, anytime he will meet you right where you are in the pages of his word and he will reveal truth and it will transform your life if you allow it to. So, Amen.
0: And I I remember when I was telling people, I think maybe like when I would go to mops groups or whatever, I said, if you don't think you hear God, uh, just read the word out loud. (laughs) Like, just read it out loud. You're hearing him. And we hear him in these subtle ways because he's that still small voice, you know. And so I also love that you included some pages for writing because some Mm -hmm. people have to respond. And that's the spirit bubbling up, like, write this thought down. Or Mm -hmm. you actually could have it where a thought like you do need to go get the wrapping paper that's okay. Write it in that paper so that you get that out of your mind. So you can then focus like yeah. literally that yeah. paper in there is going to be a tool for people as well. Yeah. Maybe not everybody's brain works like mine, but when I'm trying to actually meditate or I'm trying to just be with God, I can feel bad about a thought that goes through, not a sinful thought, just the thought. Yeah. And I'm like, harness that and be okay because now you're back. It's okay. Yeah.
1: You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We, can, yeah, we can be too rulesy. Okay. So during the thing you said there, during the writing process, you said there was flow and that the, the portions started to divide themselves up and all of that, but tell us um, one wrinkle or one funny thing. Plus Steve said there was no laundry. I assume that was during the, like the
1: let's get this thing done. Yeah. Do you have
0: anything you want to share? That's a little bit of a behind the scenes thing.
1: Well, okay. So I officially started, like I say, pen to paper, you know, open the laptop and start the file and start typing the words. Um, it was the first week of August is when I started. So okay. this thing, and and I got my copy in the mail today and we are recording this. I don't even know what day it is. It is yeah. end it, of September at end of September. So literally just under two months you know, 26,000 words, 164 pages, you know, done. Yep. And that's, that in and of itself is God. And I know you can relate to this, Rachel, because like, that just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. You know, you have days of writer's block. And this is what I kind of focused on this post, kind of a shout out to my husband today, because there were many days of... Just busyness and life or schedule changes where I thought I was going to have a day to write, but I was, you know, had to do other things. And we call those mid-course corrections. You just you just correct the course and you do what you have to do on this detour and and you wait till God brings it back around. But he was just so faithful. Like I remember one. I don't know that this was a wrinkle. I think this was like a, a, a wink, a God wink. Um, I was writing about light. It was the week of of light. And I literally wrote these one through 28 in order. Okay. And that was another thing that was really cool because there were um, past blog posts that I have written that I knew that that concept was going to be a part of that, of a certain devotional. Which goes back
0: and hearkens to that he prepares in advance the things we're to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I felt a little bad when I was working on Beloved. And I'm like, why am I feeling bad? You've already written on this subject. I actually pulled actual content and tweaked it or changed yep. it or used actual paragraphs yep. or the whole full-on book. Yeah. Because unlike you, my brain doesn't go to... It's yes. like, okay, 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 okay. But then that's representing me. Yeah. Let's sew these pieces together and give this quilt of stories,
1: so to yeah. speak. But yeah. so you were able to use some of that content so I was and, able it to use that and organize it. But I was specifically writing in the week that concentrated on the gift of light. And I was sitting out on my porch and that it was a Sunday. And I remember it so vivid vividly. Um, I had written for like seven hours that day, come home from church and got to it. It was a beautiful day out on the porch, writing, writing about light. I, I think I got maybe four or five done in, you know, like fleshed out in that right. day. And it was the sun was setting and as the sun set and the sky was beautiful, you know, this backdrop of my laptop and I'm seeing the beautiful sunset and I'm watching it get darker and darker on my porch and the bright light of my laptop is just like glowing on my face. And I'm writing about the transfiguration. I'm writing about, yes, (laughs) I'm writing about light and what that means and what that has, has been historically in the word of God, how God has shown himself in light. And he literally was illuminating my face with the laptop with this yeah. beautiful darkness. And it was the darkness that was highlighting. The yes. Light yes. It was making it brighter. And I had just written about that. The, you know, the devotional before was talking about darkness and, in. You know, comparing, contrasting the two, and so it was just one of those God winks, and it's included in the in that devotional. You'll read about me on, on my porch in the light of my laptop. You know, shine, it was the last yeah. day yeah. that week. It was like the sun was setting on the day, and the the concluding devotional was being written for that week. and And it was just such a God moment, and I just you know. just, I felt his nearness. I felt like he was right there with me, just saying, you got this. I'm going to show you visually what you're writing about. And it was just, it was such a sweet moment.
0: I love that, Tabitha. I love that because that's how my brain works. It's not just because God is giving me further illustrations for an audience or for a blog post or for an Instagram thing. It's literally how he speaks to me. That's why I had to write the lily pads all those years ago. But I think in pictures and then what you said to me will stay with me forever yeah. because it's just the way I'm wired. And he was talking to you. I think it's beautiful that when you were writing about light, he flushed that out in a very tangible way and manifested it for you so people could understand. Like the, la- the laptop was giving that same light the whole time. Because unless you messed around with the brightness, the, yeah. you know, future, yeah. whatever, but it's when it gets darker. And for me, that gets exciting because of what I just finished with beloved arise, shine. Like, I want to read this to you. Okay, so this is when you were talking, I was kind of getting goosebumps. Okay. This is Isaiah 60, just like two verses, Isaiah 61 and two. It says arise, shine for your light has come. That's mm-hmm. not past. That is past tense. It's already come, has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations mm-hmm. will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your shining. Or your darkness. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so cool. And be- I, I just think that's neat. Um, I'm delighted. I love-, I love that. And the fun thing for me, Tabitha, is even though you're in Pennsylvania and I'm here in Wisconsin, because we had the privilege of meeting and you were so gracious to host us for a meal. I feel like I know where you were on that porch and that beautiful setting and that God speaks to you and what he gives us, he gives us, unless he says, honey, this is between us. This is so intimate or this is Mm -hmm. between us and I don't want you to share it. What I love is when he gives you something, you give it away. Yeah. And that's just a beautiful thing. And I love that about your personality. I also believe that's really how we are to be. You know, mm-hmm. we receive, but we give and we receive, you know. Yeah. So in, instead of the reverse, we don't receive so we can give. We give, then it's, you know, it shall be get a good measure, press down, shake it, or the running over will be your lap. You give Out of that, I love that. Is there anything else that you want to include about near or well, number one, we've talked about this books are like birthing, and I think it's so funny that you birth these boys every couple of years and you keep
1: birthing a new book or a Bible study every two years, right? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that it. And I said, you know, I'm launching on October 3rd, and it's my third book and yep. my third born child is having a birthday that week as well and so it's just i god does he speaks to me in numbers and yes, all kinds it. of things and so yeah i just i'm excited I, there is going to be an online um, facebook group online yeah. community to walk through the devotional together so i already know i already have women joining that mm. That's going to be shared, you know, on social media and that kind of thing. Um, but it is uh, just a group where we can gather every day through Advent as we read through the devotional and just talk a little bit in the comments about what God is teaching us through the book of Matthew and tying it together with Old Testament truths and this devotional and all that God is teaching us. Because I believe that there's strength in numbers. We work better in community. I think we were made for community. And it's that iron sharpening iron, that accountability to be in the word and to experience this journey, this ad together. So, um, and that's just, um, you could find out more information about that on my website. I have a near advent devotional tab on tabithadeller.com and there will be a link to that online community right there.
0: Yeah. So people, I will put some things in the show notes too, but Tabitha, I'm just so delighted to share things that you're doing because I just bless you in all of it. I think it's it's just amazing the way you're gifted. And you know, when I have that whole don't compare, don't compete, celebrate, it literally was because there was one day when I was like, my friend Tabitha is just crushing it. I don't know how to do any of this. And and I was walking to the mailbox and I remembered like being like, you know, she like has spreadsheets and she knows where she goes and she knows when she's been on the radio and when she's supposed to go. And I'm like, and God is like, Rachel, you just celebrate her. You're not wired that way. And it was seriously another one of those embedding of don't compare, don't compete, celebrate. So I
1: just celebrate oh, you. And I celebrate <laughs> you too. Seriously. You are such the real deal and you have spoken such encouragement and life and light and love and legacy into my oh, ministry amazing. and everything too. So I'm just Literally so grateful. Amazing. Like I love the body of Christ. He does right? truly have um, have a plan and a purpose right. for us to do yeah. these, to celebrate. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it
0: says in scripture that, you know, we we know in part and we prophesy in part, in part, because somebody else has the part. And the part, and somebody else has the part and the part, and we all come together. So would you just feel comfortable just blessing the audience, thinking about the fact that there are people out there that are listening, that are part of the body of Christ, whatever comes to you, it can be related to near. It doesn't have to be. And then I just want to bless you and the real dealers also, and we'll close unless there's something burning in you still, now, okay. No,
1: I would love to, to okay. just end with prayer and pray over these listeners. And- awesome. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for Rachel. I thank you for the ministry that you have birthed in and through her. All the books, Lily Pads, He Speaks. I'm listening, and Beloved beloved, Arise Shine, Lord, I pray that you would just continue to take her words into this world that will um, connect others to your word. And Lord, that's always our ultimate desire. Our heart's desire is that our words would connect others to your word. And so, Lord, we just pray for these listeners and those that are watching on YouTube. Lord, would you just bless them in the name of Jesus? Would you just... Meet needs that they have, answer prayers that they are praying, meet them right where they are. God, show them your nearness now during the season of Advent and beyond. Lord, show them your. Um, truth, Lord, reveal it in their heart in such a way that it sticks and it transforms their lives and they don't doubt or question or, or wrestle day in and day out. Yet yeah, it, there are going to be times that we have questions, but God, let them know that they can go straight to the source anytime, day or night. And so I just pray blessing upon everyone um, mm-hmm. listening. And I pray, Lord, that you would use this devotional um, to bring people closer to you, Lord, as we draw near to you, you draw near to us. And so we are asking that that would um, be manifest in this season of Advent. Mm -hmm. So we love you and we praise you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Jesus name. Let me bless you. God, I thank you for Tabitha. I thank you for her time here today. God, I thank you for the way you wired this Southern Bell. I thank you for her beauty. I thank you for her husband. I thank you for her four boys. God, I thank you that she carries your love so well and she does shine brightly. Lord, for the legacy that the Deller family has. I know it goes on and on and on and on. And so you bless to the thousandth generation, those who love and serve you. So I just thank you for the way you're blessing her and Steve and the boys. And I pray, God, that as she's birthed these girls, these books, I pray that they would bless others, that the books would go out. I ask in the name of Jesus that particularly for near, we love call, we'd love brave, but I just pray particularly for near that you would match person with book, person with book, person with book all the time. God, I ask that you would not allow people to order it without it having an impact on them, Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't order it and forget to read it. Whenever that is, it's divine appointment with you. But I just pray that you'd match those people. And I pray for the Facebook group. I pray that they'd have good discussion. I pray that people would feel open and vulnerable. And I just bless the things that Tabitha is doing, the things that you have in her future that are already set. You designed all of this before the foundation of the world. And I thank you that those things are just going to manifest. I ask for you to help her to dream big. I ask for you to help her to um, see you in night visions. I pray that she would be continue to be hungry for the word, but I just bless her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, God. And I thank you for our friendship and you and your goodness would allow us to know each other. So bless her today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And those of you out there, just go be the real deal. Um, be who you are, authentically who you are and and don't shrink back from what God has called you to do and what you can be brave to do because you can draw near. Those are all of Tabitha's words and her books, but I really feel you're called You can be brave and God's drawing you near. So may that be what you've sensed today. Let me just close with this quick prayer that I prayed one of the last times I ever had him on. And this is what he said. Lord, we ask for all the people listening. We ask that you would help us to be the best we can be. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your time. I love you like crazy. I love you too. And thank you for being on. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by
1: Andrew Grace.